the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 560, The Answer. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in. edition of Black and White Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. Um, my guest co-host is operating on CP time right now. I know he's listening, so <laughs> that's what happens when you're dealing with the troublemaker. Um, and my other one, uh, I won't say who he is just yet. I'll wait till he um, arrives in studio, and then we'll talk about who, um, who else is coming into studio. But I'm telling you. This was a jam-packed week. Um, I had the the privilege and the honor of hosting and uh, moderating a a discussion with Lieutenant Lieutenant Colonel Alan West and Chad Jackson. Uh, Chad Jackson is the producer of um, probably one of the best documentaries I've ever seen, uh, Uncle Tom 2. It was, I mean, if you missed that, please, please go to 560 Answer. Um... Follow the links to Uncle Sam and um, purchase it. Get a group of people together. I'm telling you, I I, I, I was just, I, I was sitting there. Part of, part of my heart was breaking and also part of my heart was saying, wow, I didn't really know this much about just the, the, the black culture because, you know, you don't get taught a lot of that in, in high school and, 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 you know, some of the great things that um, were happening you know, you look at what happened in Tulsa. Um, you look at what at the Black Wall Street. Uh, I was always told that um, that Black Wall Street, when it was you know destroyed, it was over. Well, go check out Uncle Tom too, and you'll you'll come to re- the realization that that wasn't the end of that story. Um, I won't give too much away, but I'm telling you, it, this was probably the best documentary that i've ever seen if anybody that was on there if you could get on the feed um talk about it and talk to you know tell people just how good that was call in today for today's show the answer the number 312-642-5600 that's 312-642-5600 um i i i i got a jam-packed show today a lot of things that i want to discuss um i, I want to get my next guest on right away because um i'm wanting him in studio and he was unable to make it because he had another engagement to to take care of. Um, but you know, I wanted to talk about you know this this this, this Biden inflation bill that he he passed the the Inflation Act. And one of the things that that that's concerned me about this was the 
uh, the hiring of eighty-seven thousand new uh, IRS agents. I, I think I think that should be something that every American should be concerned about. You know, and I wanted to bring my next guest on to discuss this because I, I really believe that this is a very important um, discussion to have because I know a lot of you remember. I'm gonna. Play, I got a couple of audio clips. But once I bring them on, I'm, I'm gonna play because. I know a lot of you remember what happened with Lois Lerner and how she went after, you know, normal everyday people who were Tea Party, um, center right, and she went after them. And I think, and that just just went away, you know. And uh, Stephen A. Lee, he's a local Chicago attorney, and he he's a host of the popular radio show, the IRS Radio Hour. It's heard in Chicago each Sunday evening at 5 p.m. on AM 560 The Answer. Uh, he's also author of the book Deal with Your IRS Problems Today. Uh, he helps a ton of people and companies battle the IRS and overcome their tax problems. Uh, he attended the John Marshall Law School, where he was he graduated cum laude. Uh, he also he also has a master's of laws, information technology from the John Marshall Law School, where he graduated with honors. And I'm so happy to have him. He's also the founder of OPM Tax Resolution. Uh, visit his uh, website ChicagoTaxTeam.com, and you can learn more so much more about what he does. Uh, Steve Lay. My friend, my buddy, my pal, welcome to Black and Right. And also, let me start off right away. A platinum sponsor of the uh, Black and Right Live on Lake Michigan that's happening on September 17th uh, from the hours. So we're going to start boarding the boat at 11 o'clock. Steve Leahy, welcome. Well, thank you, John. I'm glad you put that there in the end there, uh, that we're friends. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yes, every time I I love hanging out with you. Every All the other stuff's important. All the other stuff's important, but. <laughs> but 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 Steve, you know I, I I'm really concerned about this 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 new component that was in in the Biden I call it the Biden Inflation Act because I I don't see how it's going to help uh, everyday citizens. Um, why should we be this concerned is, with eighty seven thousand well, new IRS agents? Here, you, every time I say Inflation Reduction Act, <laughs> I have to laugh. Right. right. Every time I say it, because it's such a joke, and everybody knows it's a joke. Everybody knows it, that none of this has to do with reducing inflation. Right. right? And, and, you know, I, as a tax attorney, you'd think this would be a great thing for me. And it probably will be if it goes through. But, you know, we're, I'm fighting a tooth and nail. And because, um, and I always ask people, what do you think the budget of the, because everybody tells you, you know, the IRS just doesn't have enough money. Yeah. They haven't given them enough money. They've been cutting their budget. And, and, and so I always ask people, what do you think the budget is for the IRS? <laughs> $14 billion already. So $14 billion. Wow. And they tell you they can't answer the phone for, for, because they don't have enough money. Correct. And, and I get this all the time because people say, well, you know, it's, the, the budget has dropped since the lowest learner thing. And rightfully so. They were, they were burning through money uh, going after their political enemies. Uh, it's kind of ironic now that we're fighting the FBI political, uh, political you know, going after their political yeah. enemies. And now we're going to give the IRS <laughs> double the money? It doesn't make sense. Yeah, and, and and Steve, I want you to listen to KGP, KJP. She's the um, um, White House press secretary. Mm-hmm. I want you to hear what she had to say. I believe it was Steve Ducey um, from Fox News asking her a question about this. I want you to hear, listen to every word. So it's about a minute and twenty four seconds. I want you to hear this, and I want I want to get your take, and then I want to play the IRS Lois Lerner scandal as well. Here we go. Just one more about the Inflation Reduction Act. Who around here decided that Americans were crying out for more interaction with the IRS? I, I don't understand your question. You have to say more. 
Do you think it's going to be popular when the 87,000 new employees hired by the IRS go around and start auditing people to pay for the Inflation Reduction Act? So it's very clear. Uh, the IRS commissioner was very clear on this. He said that on, on the record that this only will, it will only apply to those earning over $400,000. The commissioner said, and I quote, these resources are absolutely not about increasing audit scrutiny on small businesses or middle income Americans as we have been implanting our invest investment of these enforcement resources is designed around treasury directive that audit rates will not rise relative to recent years for households making under $400,000. So this is this is focus on those who are uh, uh, you know, corporate wealthy tax cheats that Republicans, congressional Republicans, wanted to uh, defend. That's who they wanted to defend. They wanted to defend those corporate uh, tax cheats. This is not about. This is not about that. This is not about folks who make less than four hundred thousand dollars. So no new audits on anybody making under four hundred thousand dollars a year. Very clear. No. Okay, Steve. They've hired eighty-seven thousand. Hey, Steve. They hired eighty-seven thousand new agents. How will the audit rates not rise? Well, this is this is why it's such a lie, and it, it's so obviously a lie. Think about how this works, right? How they got to hire people to start um, auditing, and you can't start by auditing corporations and rich people. That's complicated, yeah. right? So you you can't start there. So you and, and I've talked to auditors and say, how does this work? Well, first you when they when you hire you, first you answer phones and basic questions. Then you do the easy, you know, uh, low fruit kinds of uh, audits, and then you do that a couple of years, and then you get up to the middle to the middle, and then you do that a couple of years, and then you can go up to the to do the hard ones, right? If you're yeah. good enough. So if you're going to train them to go after the people making four hundred thousand plus. They have to begin by going after the, the smaller people because right. that's how they're going to get trained. Correct. So it, it just makes – it's impossible not to, uh, not to audit more uh, small business people. And I go on like this. I, I could talk about information returns, and you talked about going after – you've probably heard they want to go after your bank account, right? Yeah. So they want your bank to report how much money you make in your bank. And they've done this with the 1099Ks, and they've done this with the 1099Bs, uh, and they're doing this with the 1099 they got a new one coming out called the DA, the digital assets. So they are tracking every dollar that you that you get, and yeah. they want their end. And 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 also part of this bill is they want to do your tax return for you. Yeah, and and, and, and see, can, can I hold you for one more second, because sure, uh, I, this is a fascinating discussion, and I, I don't think re- many Americans really understand what's coming down the pipe. I really don't think they're really aware of just how much this is going to affect them in coming years and their children's children's children. Um, I just can't believe this guy is president. You listen to the Black and White Radio. Troublemaker, he's on CP time. He's here now, live in studio. We'll be right back. Back to Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm on the loose, whoa, 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 making moves. I need some room, whoa, 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 always cold. With Donut Song, Donut Song, hey, I'm the truth. Oh, they want some growth here. Don't be real, something new. Even when I lose, I make it look cold. Do the show, then we hit the room. Life is looking old, what to do? I don't need the shades up and like the view. Wanted to ask Lois Lerner a lot of questions, but after Lerner made her opening statement, she pled the fifth. 
I have not done anything wrong. I have not broken any laws. I have not violated any IRS rules or regulations, and I have not provided false information to this or any other congressional committee. And while I would very much like to answer the committee's questions today, I've been advised by my counsel to assert my constitutional right not to testify or answer questions related to the subject matter of this hearing. Because I'm asserting my right not to testify, I know that some people will assume that I've done something wrong. I have not. One of the basic functions of the Fifth Amendment is to protect innocent individuals, and that is the protection I'm invoking today. Uh, welcome back to Black and White Radio on AM560 Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony. Before the break, we were talking with tax attorney Stephen Leahy. Stephen, uh, we all know now that that was a, <laughs> a lie, right? Yeah, exactly. And, and, and so we're, we're supposed to believe uh, that a government agency who they're now who who will also be armed, yep. And we're supposed well, to believe they're that armed. It, they're okay. already armed. I I don't know if you saw this, but they they bought seven hundred thousand dollars worth of ammunition between March and April, and added that to the five million uh, five million uh, rounds that they already have. So what is the IRS doing with all that? Uh, with all that, here's what they're doing: they're intimidating people. And you know when you say, hey, you know. Um, the the IRS they're just they're just good government people. <laughs> I don't know what kind of what kind of free people would think of a, 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 a agency like the IRS. Give them all this power, and then once they see how they abuse the power, then double it. Right? It's like it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> well, first off, we have to start from the premise of people that are good at making money and create their own wealth. They're mm-hmm. tax cheats. Mm-hmm. You, you know, you got to listen to what she said. Mm-hmm. They're tax mm-hmm. cheats. Mm-hmm. So, and that's what this whole—that's what this whole uh, Inflation Reduction Act says, right? They're only going to collect from tax cheats, but they're not collecting from tax cheats. They're—I've co- I've helped a lot of people with audits and things, and I can tell you that the here's what people do wrong when they run their own business, and of course, the government doesn't want you to run your own business. They don't keep good records. And so when you get audited, you're going to owe the IRS more money, not because you didn't, you took bad deductions, but because you didn't keep good records. Yeah. And most people don't keep good because they don't even know what good record keeping is. But I want you to think about something so people won't forget. Mm-hmm. They started out by saying they were going to track every checking account that had $600 in it. Does that sound like people that has $400,000 worth of wealth? No, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. And to, and to, and to uh, ask you a question about the the armed IRS, what are they going to do? Are they going to have the authority to come to your home and put you in handcuffs and haul you away? Well, they already have that authority, right, if you've committed a crime, and they have the criminal division of the IRS. Uh, it's not very large, um, but they do already have that. And But they don't have to even... Or, and, Okay, so it's already a crime not to file your tax return, right. but they don't generally put people in prison for that. But I think that's coming. Yeah, right. I think a lot of this, and you mentioned this, it's really about people who run their own business, right? Yeah. And because you're out there, and of course that's the backbone of America, yeah. right? These small business people, and they're they're really they're really um, putting obstacles in your way to become to. They don't want you to run your own business. Yeah, right. And that's who they're going after. Yeah. And, and Steve, listen, from the White House um, website itself, this is what they said. Making the tax code fair, zero dollars, how much some of largest profitable mm-hmm. corporations pay in federal income tax. Fifty-five, mm-hmm. 
the number of America's largest, wealthiest corporations that got away with paying a cent in federal income taxes in 2020. $160 billion, how much the top 1% of earners is estimated to evade. I love how they use these words, evade. Yeah. No, how about they're just following the tax laws that, that the government <laughs> created, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And if you keep hearing that, you know, they, they're, they're cheating by using loopholes. The loopholes are in the are in the code. And right. The loophole means that I'm following the law. Yeah. And the rich who are who they're blaming are the ones that are paying the the, the Congress to put those loopholes in. <laughs> and Steve, I, I got to play this because I, I love to laugh here because uh, you know I was supposed to play this back when Trump pleaded the fifth, but I, I think uh, yeah, Dave Chappelle always has a great way of bringing laughter to serious. Um, um, uh, issues and I, I, I feel like with Lawrence London, you know, this is basically what she did. And Trump, here it is. Let's talk. Let's talk more about what you do. Um, how, how can I mean those that are listening to my? Because you know the IRS man, you talk about the most fearful organization I believe that we have. It's the IRS, and to okay. give them new powers and to give them and to add more people to their their ranks um, and the money. Yeah, and the money. Um, how how can and the, this uh, Steve Leahy help those individuals who may be um, troubled by the IRS at this moment? Mm-hmm. Well, here's what here's what's going to happen. It's going to take some time for them to hire these people and get them out there. So if you're running your own business, how can you avoid this? And I mentioned this a little bit earlier. You got to keep good records, yeah, right. And you got to do tax planning. And you, because if you're not in, if you don't have everything squared away, you're the guy they're coming after. Yeah. And so, you, so if you're running your own business and you're kind of on the side, and and because most people who run their own business, right, because they're very good at what they do, but but there there's always this area where they're not good at, and that's again keeping records. Right. And so you have to really concentrate on that. So there's three types of IRS problems that I help people with. I help people who haven't fought, who owe the IRS money. Uh, people who haven't filed their tax returns, and people who overpay on their taxes. And that's all, that's probably the biggest group, yeah. right? People who overpay because people are afraid of the IRS. They usually don't take the, the deductions. We already talked about the tax code, that there's lots of things in there to help you. But if you don't know they're there, what good is it? Yeah. <laughs> right? Well, so you got to do some tax me? planning. So that's how I help people. Okay, good. Well, uh, some people would say overpay the government so they can cut you a check. I know there's one talk show mm-hmm. host that says that a lot. But well, what what, do you, what else are you supposed to do when people don't understand Econ 101? Don't people know when you raise taxes on businesses that it's going to trickle down to you? You're going to pay more for product. You might know more technical terms to explain it to people. So can you explain it to people right now? Well, well, absolutely. You know, the, you, they, when they tell you that these that corporations aren't paying taxes, actually, we know that they do pay taxes because there's excise taxes, and there's a, you know there's a thousand different taxes. But you know, corporations are owned by people, right? right. <laughs> and 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 when you and they make profits, and they base their profits based on what their expenses are. Well, if their expenses go up. What, what, that's kind of where we are in inflation, right? Prices go up, yeah. and and you pay, and you and whether they pay more taxes or not, 
you're going to pay more taxes. Right. That's the issue. Right. right. And they keep going. They keep pointing at everybody else. Say, Look, and I don't remember last year when they re- re- released all of these tax returns of the very wealthy yes. and they got them from the IRS. Uh, you know, that's crime. Yeah. Do we even know who, who released those? Have they even done an investigation on that? Ooh. When they double the size of the IRS, are they going to come after you? Are they going to release my stuff? Wow. And, and and that's where we're headed. When you look at, at, yeah. at, at the people that are in power mm-hmm. today, these people do not care about you, your rights. All they want to do is all they want is control and power and they don't care how they get it. Absolutely. Yeah. True. Steve, absolutely true. You know, we got to go to break, but thanks so much for joining us. And I can't wait to see you on the boat. Um, September 17th, uh, give you a website uh, again, Chicago tax team.com. Yeah. And don't want to copy my book, go to free IRS, free IRS book.com, free IRS book.com. Get a copy of my book. If you have any questions about, if you have a, one of those three problems that I talked about. Yeah. And don't forget the IRS radio hour heard in Chicago, right here on these airwaves every Sunday night at 5 PM. Uh, don't miss it. Steve always has. It's always fun. I've actually been on the show. Uh, it's a fun show. Yes, uh, they have a great time. And I love the, the call. The AM560, the answer. <laughs> hey, John, hey, John, can I tell, tell wait, you wait. Can I tell you both one thing? Yeah. It's a lot of people, millions of people that don't have anything to fear from the IRS. Yeah. You want to know who those are? Who? People that don't work. Well, that's true. That's true. That's true. Steve Leahy, thank you so much for joining in Black and White Radio. Thanks for having me. I John. really appreciate it. And thanks so much for being a sponsor of the See you on the 17th. Yes, sir. See you on the 17th. Yes, sir. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Um, Valon, I'm telling you, brother. <sighs> this scares me. You know, it scares me a lot. I'm moving to the Philippines. <laughs> <laughs> the Philippines? It's real, you can buy a mansion for 20 All right. You listen to Black and Right. We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM 560. The answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM 560. The answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. Um, if you missed that interview with Stephen Leahy, go to 560theanswer.com. Download the podcast so you can listen to it later. Uh, I, I still, I'm telling you. It's just like the dentist, the FBI. They can do all t- all sorts of things to hurt and harm you, right, Valon? Like I said before, we went to a hard break. I'm moving to the Philippines. <laughs> you could get a mansion for twenty thousand dollars on the water. Oh, yeah. The only oh. thing you got to worry about is every maybe seven to eight years of tsunami. But I'm moving, man. I, I'm uh, going where it's peaceful and they can't catch up with. Uh, me. Yeah, I'm st- I'm staying here to fight for the good old U.S. of A. <laughs> um, as you know, we had. Aurora Mayor Richard Irvin in here last week in Vilan. Yep. Um uh, <laughs> there were a lot of people not happy about that. Oh boy. <laughs> uh some people here on the station. Um we had a good talk I had a good conversation with Sean Thompson. Uh I, I my phone blew up when Sean Thompson started talking about Richard Irvin. Ooh. And people were just like, Oh, he's going after I'm like, Sean Thompson never once went after me. The only thing that he said that I took exception to and I told him the other night was he, when he said something about, I'm afraid to offend people. Well, y- if you listen to this show, you know, Valon, we, how many people have we offended with some of the stuff we talked about? A lot, especially oh, yeah. because we won't fold in with the black right. everything narrative right. and group thought. So, Correct. of course, we offend. That's, that's a false statement. Correct. And, I, and I talked to him, uh, I think, yeah. before you, uh, because it was, it was days before the uh, Uncle Tom premiere. Yeah. And I told him, John is about the politics and the policy and the big picture. Once 
we get past the primaries, everybody should be able to fold in to go against the left. Yeah. Because if we don't and we stay fractured, we're going to lose. Right. But, you know, he's very principled. He is. And values just like Dan. Yeah. And it's some people, uh, if George if George was here, he would play the Hoff clip. Daddy. If Hoff Daddy was here, he would play the clip about with uh, Heath Ledger as, as the Joker saying some people would just watch the world oh, yeah, burn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. rather watch the world burn. And that's yeah. just. And that's not me. I, that's, that's not my style. That's not my philosophy. And I think. I think a part part of the reason why is that I've been in government. I've seen I've seen, I've been behind the curtain seeing how the sausage is really made. Oh, I explained that. You know, and 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 do I agree with everything and how how government works? Heck no. That's no. No. But, but you have to be a realist. You have to understand. They want their stuff in the bill. You want your stuff right. in the bill. They're going to pack it all in the Don't bill. Don't say that C word. No, no, no. Compromise. No, no, no. I, I wasn't going to say it. Oh, we we going to upset some more people. But that's Ouch. the way that's the way it gets pushed through. Nobody likes it means what? Yeah, everybody's everybody's getting what they want, and something's getting done. Yeah, because except except in Illinois, you know the the Democrats they they have a little bit more power to push through whatever the heck they want to push through, and and sometimes you know that's I mean you look at my voting record, I voted a lot, I voted no on a lot of stuff, Mm -hmm. you know, um, criminal justice reform was something that I was really passionate about because I I did believe that certain aspects of criminal justice needed needed to change because I, I felt like we were still operating on 1970s, 1960, 1970 laws. Explain what you, you, what you thought needed to be changed. Well, I, you, you look at, first of all, I believe there are too many laws. I, I believe there are, there are too many laws, and I, and I believe government has become so punitive towards its people, and, 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 and that's why, that's some of the things that I wanted to change when I was in Springfield. Government is too Punitive government has, has has attained too much power over its own people, and I believe that the power should return back to the people, and that's one of the things that I tried to do. Like I'll give you an example: the Freddie Gray. Freddie Gray, he he went to jail for a switchblade. Why? That was back in nineteen sixties, nineteen seventy, the uh, and, and when what Nikki Cruz or whatever it is with the switchblades, and that's how that's when switchblades became the you I know oh no one should have a switchblade. Mm-hmm. Why not? Nobody should have brass knuckles. Yeah, they passed that one. But why not? I know. See, I know. that's my. That's what I'm saying. If we want, to, if we really want to talk about freedom, let's really talk about what freedom means. Let me give you another stupid one. This happened back when I was maybe about 13. Nunchucks. Yeah, you can't have nunchucks. Not not in Illinois. You can't uh, have nunchucks. I thought nunchucks wasn't part of that. No, nunchucks was one of the big ones. Okay. Yeah, nunchucks yeah. couldn't have them. Like blackjacks, you know, the little. Yeah. You can't have those. Can't too. have those. Either. But why not? Right. See, that's my that's so so. And for people to go to jail for these these things and these issues, no. Like you driving on a suspended license. Mm-hmm. Do you know how many people? I, and this is truth. You know how many people don't know that their license has been suspended. Oh, I know. I know. You know. You know. Instead of instead of taking people into jail, you know, I get it. Don't let them drive away. Get somebody there to, to tow their car. I mean, to, to drive their car away, not tow it. Right. You know these administrative fees. Yeah. You know some towns they they people five hundred dollars. Yeah, I know. On top of the toe. Wait a minute. See, punitive government. Why? S- South Holland. I didn't yeah. know my license was suspended. It yeah. was over uh, something uh, technical in Indiana, and you have to go to your insurance company, and, and they, they, will, they will send off a message to Indianapolis and get it unsuspended like right yeah. then. But I didn't know, and South Holland told it. I had to pay $515. They told me I can challenge it in court, but if I, if I lose, it's another fee. Yeah. So I had to pay that plus 170 to get my car out. Just like that, over a technic a yeah. technicality. But, but, but I, I, you know, listen, you know, I, I, a caller had called in on Sean. I know we got to go to break. Al, I'll take your call after the break. A caller called in and said, and Sean said, "Hey, did they go? Did they? Did they? You know, press him?" 
I felt like we pressed him, and we did follow-ups. You know, because you didn't like some of the answers he provided, that ain't on me. What we, we did our job. We got more information out of Richard Irvin than any media outlet um, from the time he ran. And we were the first people that he came and talked to. Yeah. You know, and he's a friend. You know, uh, all the tabloid crap. I'm, I'm not going to. I'm not alleged stuff. Why would I talk about that? You know, I wanted to, I wanted to talk about the issues. You listening to Black and Right. Al, I'll take your call when we get back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony uh, on AM560, The Answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the troublemaker himself, Alon Galloway. Um, let's go to Al. Al said he wants to respond about Richard Irvin appearance. Uh, what's up, Al Stone? What's going on, good brother? You got it. I, I, I just wanted to go on record to say this. Um, all this backlash, and I heard some of this stuff on the air. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to call uh, Dan Price out. I think he's a snotty, big-nosed racist, and I think Amy Jacobson is a pickle, red face uh, uh, cohort. Hello? You there? Hello? Al? Oh. Al's gone. Okay, Philan, it's on you. Well, I can't respond to that. No, it's on you. Well, first of all, let me let me say one thing first. Okay, yeah. Dan Prof is not a racist. I know him personally. I, I know him personally. Not. Dan Prof, uh, Al, Dan is not a racist. I'm going to tell you that. Uh, Amy Jacobson is one of the kindest persons you could ever meet. Um, they she's are not beautiful. Yeah, they they are not. I I, I got to take exception to that. Um, that's his. But that's his, that's his, his opinion. View. That's his that's opinion. opinion. But, you know? but I'm, I'm I will defend Dan. And I'll defend Amy I when know, it comes to that aspect. You know, I'm not going to say Al fits this category, but a lot of black people feel if you say things that you don't, that they don't like when it comes to anybody black, they're going to run to the, the defense just because they're black. Yeah. But I, I do believe that um, Dan, Sean, Amy, they're all principled. They are. You know, they're principled. And somebody that's just steadfast in their principles, they're going to come off harsh. Yeah. But that's just how it is. Yeah. All right, but anyway. you want to you want to you think you want to argue with me? Yeah, it it goes back to when I always tell you about police officers and the report, and the report means cover your ass. That's what it means, and 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 this is the perfect example. Are you serious? The DOJ charged because nobody else is talking about it except for Brandon Tatum. Four officers, the officers on the scene. With the death of Breonna Taylor. At some way they're in fault, but they're using the evidence of the falsified police report mm-hmm. between one officer and a detective. So in this case, I've been proven right as far as police officers after they do a wrong. Okay, wait, wait time out, time out. Uh-uh. I'm not going to let you. I'm, I will not allow you to use this case to butcher and badger. Not all. No, no. Okay, well, say that. Okay, Make not all, not Make, all, not no, no, all. No. I, I'm not going to even let you go with not all. 99.9%. Oh. 99.9% of police I, officers. You can't prove are, that. Yes, I can't you can prove it. I mean, you, you can know. prove it by the numbers. You can prove it by the number of cases. Uh, and then all, all you of, have to go all through the all the reports. The Washington Post actually has a, a place where you can go to see all the complaints that have been filed, how many police interactions we've had. You're filibustered. No, I'm not. I'm just trying to say. Okay. No, okay. Make it plain is what I'm saying. Okay, in this case... In this case, the DOJ did almost a two-year investigation, and they found this this evidence out 
so they can charge the police officers because fault is somewhere if it's if not with the top brass because the information that Glover was already in custody if that didn't translate down to the officers then fault has to lay, uh, lay somewhere and it's with the officers okay now these people are being charged one officer has already copped out okay. to a plea deal mm-hmm. now we're waiting to see what's going to happen with the other three if they're going to stand trial or what and 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 this is a fair case and they win 98% of the time, their cases, these these officers are going to go to jail for the death of Breonna Taylor. Okay. And you know what I say? It was stupid on the whole department. Because you want to know why? A 1980s stakeout could have saved that woman's life. If they would have staked that place out, okay. they would have saw her leave and go to work in the morning, and they would have saw that guy, her boyfriend, and it wasn't Glover. They okay. would have known Glover wasn't there. No traffic, No nobody was coming to that apartment buying damn bags, or nobody was... Well, 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 well there was stuff being delivered, but, uh, but, but, but wait, now, 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 now let, me, let, me, let me say what the federal indictment says. Okay. Uh, the federal indictment announced by Attorney General Merrick Garland, okay, accuses them of force, for accuses the four of civil right offenses, unlawful conspiracy, unconstitutional use of force, and obstruction. Now, wait, listen. Uh, it says, um, uh, Mr. Meany and Mr. James, if 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 what's alleged is true, remember we still got due process. If what's alleged is true, oh yeah, I, see, I saw it, Vlad. <laughs> uh, um, to have violated Miss Taylor's civil rights by preparing a false. Search warrant affidavit. Uh, now, it says, uh, where is it at? I saw somewhere where it, it says something uh, that they, okay, here it is. The warrant, which was signed by Mr. Jane, said that the police had confirmed packages for Glover was being sent to Miss Taylor. The investigators say that later discovered that police had never confirmed this with the postal inspector, as claimed on the warrant, as claimed on the warrant. Now, Valon, if, if what's being alleged here is true, I got no wait, argument with you. Wait, wait, wait. Number one, you from the street just like I am. Yeah. You know what I mean by traffic. Foot traffic. Nobody was going to that door buying damn bags, and that guy was no, no because guy. Because it could have been in distribution no, place. No guy was leaving that house delivering product to anybody. They were at home going to sleep, well, well, that watching hasn't been TV. Proved yet. That has not been proved yet. But the bottom line is, if they would have just spent a few more man hours staking that place out, they would have saw that the person they was looking for was not in that house, and that woman should be alive today. Okay. Period. Okay. Period. You have no argument with it. If what's alleged is true, you have no argument with it. Somebody got to go to jail for this. Okay, but listen. If what's alleged is true, you have no argument with me, Villan. But you also got to know, being from the streets... Some houses are the distribution. That's what. That's where they hold all the dope at. You may not. You 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 would rarely ever see any foot traffic. You and I both know this. But the bottom line is that man was in custody already, and it's the fault of the police department that the information wasn't translated to whomever, so that woman would would what? would not be dead. Villain. She would be alive. Villain. Well, she would have still been alive if the kid didn't shoot at the police too. Where's that? Where's where does that fall? Don't come in my house. Now, come, don't knock my door down. If, I told you that before. If they don't, we, we my, gonna, my head just stop. stop. We're gonna address this when we come back because now, now, I just said we agree. We just we agree. We'll be right back. And now more black and right with John Anthony on AM five sixty. The answer. Switch 
just switch your attitude. Go ahead and level up yourself. Welcome back that to Black and White Radio on AM560 Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. All right, I gotta get I I, I gotta address something you said, Vlon. And 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 your approach. And and I and, and Phil, I'm gonna bring you in. Don't worry about it. Um your approach to how you look and feel and believe about the job of police officers. I think sometimes you fall under the BLM crowd. <laughs> no, when you when you observe it, and and it's basic things that could have been implemented or should have happened, and that woman should not have lost her life. It's You're just, right. It's simple. simple. You're right. Now, now she wasn't innocent though. He wasn't innocent. The guy, they, there, there was drugs at some point. That now that's been proven. That's been proven. Now, did the police? Mess, mess, make mistakes here? Heck yeah, you better believe. Should she still be alive? Yes. Well, I so, said that. You know I've said that from day one. Okay, that's fine. Somebody, I, or somebody but, 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 needs to pay for it. But, Valon, you also have to understand, and we just said this during the break, police identify themselves coming into your house, and you go to shoot, you go to shoot them or shoot at them while they identify themselves, you should go to jail. If this kid and her were white, they'd be in jail. But you Because, wait, hold on. Because you... The reason why they're not is because simply because they're black. You're automatically dismissing that man's statement when he said he did not know that was the police. Vilan, he did you see? Hear. You heard the video. Hey man, I played the video months ago, a year ago now. You can't prove he. You heard, heard it. the police. You can't prove he Vilan. heard it. Vilan. I heard. I know, but you can't prove he heard. It. Remember that. Remember initially it came out. Oh, they had a no knock warrant. They didn't knock. They just knocked. They did identify themselves. I didn't say they didn't. I said he said he didn't hear it. We go. We can keep going back and forth right. about this. Let's, let's, get, you, I, yeah, I let's talk to Phil. Phil, let's go. Uh, thank you. Um, there's, there's just so much. You say you played it a year ago, but a year ago you didn't know that the the, the search warrant was fraudulent. You didn't either. It nobody was falsified. Did. Nobody did. No, nobody did. So again, but a lot of people, and now you did, uh, with since Black Lives Matter came out and put a lot of pressure on the state's attorney, on the the the, the Louisville police, and so forth and so on. And now that that, that uh, the results have come out that they falsified so much information, uh, especially those that are in command. So. Just like in Ferguson, once they found out that the police were just stopping uh, 90% of black people when they were stopping 15% of white people in Ferguson, well, that's because the, the same thing what, jumps what, around from police uh, precinct or police city from another from uh, from city to city when it comes to discrimination against black folks. Brianna Taylor should be alive, like Verline says, without you putting up this, this false argument. They're making up all these excuses for these corrupt I, I, police. How did I make excuses? There are corrupt I agree police. with the line. Uh, no, no, no. No, I agree. No, no, no. So how? Because you're going to say if it's a, a minute let- ago. A minute ago, you said you weren't going to let him, when you was filibustering, you said you weren't going to let him uh, 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 expose 99.9% of police as good police. Yes. They're not 99. There ain't no way in the world okay, I'll give that 99.9% of police are, 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 are honest, fair, and, and just. They're okay. just not. Okay. It's not possible. Not in America. Wait, wait, wait. Time out. Now you're filibustering. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. There are not over 900,000 police officers in America. There, there are millions of contacts from those police officers. This, this research has already been done, Phil. You want me to send it to you? I will. This research has already been done. 99, I'll give it to you. 99.7% of all police officers are good, Phil. And guess what? You can't deny that. 
The numbers prove it out. The FBI, well, okay. the FBI investigations have proven it out. And, and let's go back to your Ferguson. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Stop for a minute. Time out, time out, time out. That's like the police investigating themselves. Time out, Phil. I'm going to give you time. Hold the break. I'm going to give you time. But you said something about Ferguson. Do you know how many people? There's 69% of black people that live in Ferguson. 22% of people uh, of white people that live in Ferguson. So guess who they're going to be dealing with more so than than, than much? Black people. That's why they're going to black people are going to have more interactions with police officers than white people. You listen to the black and right. Y'all got me fired up. We'll be right back. Don't put your blame on me. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed, and the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in. Yeah, coming in hot, just like the fajita, I write what I live, my life in the speaker, I'm nice with the flow. Welcome back, hour two of Black and Right Radio on AM560 The Answer. If you missed that first hour, go to 560theanswer.com, download the podcast, you don't have to sit through any of the commercials, um, it it was a... It was it was a banging ending of that show because uh, you know Phil and Valon when they te- when they double team me you know I they they know how to get my blood pressure up but I you know I I always love uh, I know it, it seems like you know we get into it with Phil a lot but Phil knows I respect him I respect his belief system I I respect his opinion um, and that's why I, I always take his call because I I believe you know we don't have to agree on everything we can still. We can still break bread. We can still have conversations, and I think that's that's what makes America really great. Um, Phil, are you there? Yes, sir. Okay, now go ahead and and and, and try to make the point you were trying to make. Uh, we, we were c- coming up on a, on a hard break. Yeah, well, you you said something about if they were white. <laughs> that they would be in jail. So I'm not really understanding that. Uh, maybe you're saying that they would be alive. Brianna Taylor would be alive. No. And she would probably end up we in jail. We would have never heard about the story. But the fact... We would have never heard about this story if, there that, was, that, if, it, that, if it was two white people. Come and on, poli- come on. Too many hypotheticals. Show me where. Show me where you hear many state, many uh, instances where uh, 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 if, if there are white persons shot by a white cop that we, it's made headline news. Tell me where. Where, where have you heard we that? We can't put that in this scenario because it didn't happen. Okay, That's some you're type missing of fantasy the fantasy that you're putting out there. Fantasy? Are you missing no, the it's point? No, it's not. Let's deal with reality. Come on, oh, bro. God. It, 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 that woman is dead. Yeah, so and, can't and, make and, and it's heartbreaking. No, no, I've said this. It's heartbreaking that she's dead. I'm, I'm, I'm not making light or little that there's a there's a young woman that's not here today. But you 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 cannot deny the the the, the circumstances that led up to her death. That's what I'm saying. No, of course, you, it's just like no, listen. Yes, it's, yes, wait, listen. Yes, it's, you, no, you cannot. It's just like Valana and I yes, were just talking. It's, guess what? Have your day in court. Not don't have your day in court at 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 the time of the incident. Do whatever you do. Do whatever you can to live at that moment. Have your day in court. Let the courts decide. You can say, well, the courts are, okay. are against us. That's been proven. That's been disproven. And guess what? All of this started. This all of this started when your savior. Barack Obama 
started with, with the cops acted stupidly because you didn't see this attack on police officers until he made that idiotic comment. No, I, what I didn't see was uh, the height of uh, the level of racism that began when he first became president and protectionism of, of whiteness and white superiority. Oh, so if you want to talk about it, we can talk about it. But in this case, you, you, everything that the police was saying has been proven to be it's fraudulent. We, we, it, guess what? That's the greatest thing about it being this an American. pleaded guilty. The, the greatest thing is still, the, you still have due process. The greatest thing okay, about so, America is due process. Allow that to okay, happen. Okay, okay. But Phil, we, we got to go because I, I got some people coming up. But uh, Phil, as always, I love having this conversation with you. Uh, we don't always agree, and I'm okay with that. All right, thank you. Thank you, Milan. Appreciate you, man. Take I know these, you brother. do. I know you do. Um, yeah, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> just, I love messing with Phil. Uh, let's go to Vince. He's been holding. Vince, welcome to Black and Right. Hi, hi guys. I love the show. Listen, uh, that other caller, he said that Dan Prop and Amy were, were racist because he, they said something bad about Michael Irvin. Yeah. Richard Irvin, I believe. Uh, Richard Irvin. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Very sorry. Yeah. Okay. He has so many people on Bertrand Stone the other day. He quotes these people. He respects his Larry Elder. Yeah. Uh, Thomas Sowell. He, he quotes these people. Yes. I don't have to stick up for uh, uh, Dan Pratt. No. He can do it himself. Yeah. But how can you say he's racist because he says something bad about somebody else and then he I don't that I don't get. I don't if he tells it the way it is he tells it he, he tells does. balls and strikes. Dan yes. Yes. End of story. And not and, and nowhere near he, he, I, I've never seen anything racist from Dan Pratt. Ever. And I've known him since 2013. I've never, and I've been with him, hang out, hung out with him. I've never, ever seen Dan Prof do anything racist. And, me and, and me and Dan used to argue all the time, when, and race never came right. into yeah. it. Yeah. That's the only reason why he respects it, everybody. If, right. if he caught, yeah, balls and strikes, period. I, could, I don't have to stick up for Dan Prof. He could do it himself, but I, I appreciate you guys taking yeah. my call. Thanks so much, Vince. Sure. Thanks yeah. so much for Thank listening. You. Let's go to Kira. Kira, I, I want to hear your perspective. Uh, Welcome to Black and Right. Hey, thank you so much for taking my call. Uh, real quickly, uh, my husband is of African descent, and uh, he is a, a Marine, U.S. Marine and a war veteran. Um, very proud of him. We live in Cook County, Chicago. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to comment in your conversation, you know, we are, um, I am, con- uh, whatever, I don't even like that phrase. I am fair-skinned. I descend from Norway. Yeah. So I'm very, very fair. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's okay to say you white folk. <laughs> white, we, hey, it's okay to say you white folk. I'm yeah. I'm part white folk. <laughs> I'm a white folk. Okay. And um, my husband Ernest, he's always lamenting that um, he wished that people would truly, you know, lay aside everything else, like you just mentioned, due process. Yeah. And showing respect for the officer. They, you know, as a marine, he said, you know, in the Marines, as a police officer. You know, you earn the right to wear the uniform, and people need to respect that and understand that these are individuals who want to go home at night to their family, and they have to follow procedure, and if an officer is shot at, they're going to fire back. That's true. That's true. It's just true. And, you know, and I know that there's lots, there's a great deal of hurt and pain that is certainly legitimate, and I, I just wish that every single one of us as a nation, one that we would repent mm. as a nation right now. Yeah. There are a lot of things we need to repent of to God. Second, that we would choose to love one another truly, right? Yes. As he first loved God. 
treat others. And until we're really doing that, we are all, you know, if you're calling someone a racist, well, you're name calling. Yeah. And, you know, we all need to hum- demonstrate some humility, too, um, and really start to, to seek out the truth more. I just wanted to offer that up and, and to try to look at things from the, you know, from all, all perspectives and seek out the truth. And I'm really just echoing things you say on your show. Yeah. But, well, um, Becky, last thing I want to say is, <laughs> Kira, I greatly appreciate you. God bless you. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> the correctional officer, I'm sure you heard what I just said. Uh, Kira, thank you so much. And um, is your husband from Africa? Uh, you know, his, uh, we can only trace his ancestry so far back, um, due to, you know, well, he's not just fresh from Africa. Right, right. All right. Well, thank you so much for calling us. I really appreciate your perspective. Uh, let's go to, uh, Kathy. Kathy, welcome to Black and Right. Hi. Thanks for holding. So, aside from the police part, Jason Whitlock says that guy is a punk. Yeah. What guy... Let his go towards the front door. Yeah, now, yeah fa- that's that's a fair point. There's no way I'm going to. Uh, every time somebody asks, rings my bell, knocks my door at night, I come out armed. And when when my son, yeah. when I lost my son, I went to grab for my weapon. When when I, the night I lost my son, and guess who it was? It was Joliet Police. They knocked, they knocked, uh-huh. they knocked, and they announced themselves as Joliet Police. Well, I don't know. You know, I, I, when, thanks so I, much for calling. I lived Kathy. with somebody for twenty-two years. We both answered the door. I most of the time I was in the front room. I would answer, but if I was late at night and or early, wait in the wee hours in the morning. Because there's no way I'm sending my wife. Sometimes to the door. I'm asleep. There's and no she's way, in the front no, watching you know, I, TV and she'll answer the door. See, I'm a soft sleep. Let's go to Bill real quick. Bill, we got about a minute left. Yeah, I was just wondering whatever happened to the Surgeon General of the United States, and uh, how did Fauci come on as this world leader? Oh. Good point. Are you talking about Adams or or the new? Um, well, 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 we had a Surgeon General. I don't hear of any uh, anybody having that position anymore. I used to be the, the head doctor of the Navy that was in charge of the uh, the health and welfare of the country that yeah. way. Wow. And I don't. I don't. It's just like it just vanished that position, and then now we've got like Fauci. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, we won't well, have Fauci for much longer. And I predicted that months ago that he would, he would retire, well, resign, and he's yeah. gone. He'll be gone in December, right before the Republicans take over. <laughs> Go yeah. figure. He did his deed, huh? Yeah, he did. Okay. Thanks so much for take calling, care. Bill, from the South Side. Right. Blah? We took care uh, of all those calls. Yeah, we, we ran right through them, you know? Hey, listen, everybody has their opinion. The bottom line, I'm not going to move from my plateau. That woman should be alive. Fault. Uh, fall somewhere, if not with the top brass, it's going to be with those officers. Mistakes was made were made by the officers and by the top brass. It's a shame that information wasn't uh, relayed to those officers, so she so she would be alive today. Yeah. And guess what? If what's alleged, I would agree with you. I agree with you. You know, um, there were mistakes made based upon what I, the article I just read off. What the meeting in a, um, two of the officers met to come up with a story yeah. if that's if that's true guess what they should go to jail okay i've said that and i believe that you know uh we'll be right back we now return to black and white on am 560 the answer here's john anthony Welcome back to Black and White Radio on AM560, The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. Um, Vla, 
lively discussion. Oh yeah, I you knew know? I knew it, man. I've been waiting on that one for two weeks. I knew it because, yeah. but 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 the reason why I can't let it go is because people are letting it just roll under the table. Nobody's talking about it except for well, one, we are. except for now. But it's only one we, guy. We've been talking about it. I mean, the they, we talk, case, of course period. they talked about that, but nobody's talking about the four officers being charged. That means accountability. Well, it just for happened. What happened. Though. It just happened. Last week we couldn't talk about it because we had Richard Irvin. Right, here. right. But it's another. It's just only one talk show host has been talking about it, but he's super pro police. Brandon Tatum, Tatum because he's. I don't know if he's still active or no, former. No, he's, not. he's okay. not. He's a former cop. A former cop. The so it's a Tatum show. Right. But he's the only person talking about it, and I don't think enough attention is being drawn to it. Yeah. That's okay. why I said I want to talk about it. All right. Let's go to Terry from Rogers Park. Welcome to Black and Right. Hey, uh, uh, that caller, uh, John, uh, you said uh, that you respect is, is a real jerk, and uh, he's racist against the police. Yeah. And those those policemen did not intend to kill that, that uh, poor girl. And what would John Anthony have done if he was in the same situation as those police? Yeah. I mean, you know, the should have, would have, could have. Um, I mean, if, if, if somebody's firing on me, I'm firing back. That's just simple. John Anthony would have made sure he crossed, he, he crossed all of his uh, T's and dotted all of his I's. Uh, I would have made sure that we, we, we you know, cross-reference with the Postmaster General to make sure we were hitting the right house. Um, and things of that nature, and I and I, I definitely wouldn't have got together and and tried to conspire to say, um, let's fix our stories. No, uh, uh-uh. uh. Who who's to blame for the mistake they made? Yeah, who's to blame for them for them going to the wrong house? Well, top br- I, I, top brass, right? The I, top brass. Well, well, well. Who, uh, maybe the sergeant. I, it, um, maybe the, the 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 person that if you're a cop. Call in. Give us a call. 312-642-5600. If you right, are Terry, in charge, gotta go. uh, if you are in charge of you. the information getting to where it's supposed to go, that's where it starts. I'm tired of these agencies talking about they don't share information. I don't know who had him in custody. I don't know if it was their department that had him in custody or another department. But information should be shared. And guess what? Those officers wouldn't be standing trial today. Yeah. And she would be alive today. All right. Let's go to the phone lines. Jim from South Elgin. Hey, guys. How are you? We're doing good, buddy. Good. Well, on Saturday, when I have uh, like-minded people in the office, we listen to the Black and White Show on the radio. And uh, with me is my good friend Alex, who is a former Marine uh, pilot, and he was an aircraft pilot. He's currently in the city board of Wysada, Minnesota, and he's also in the RNC for the state of of uh, Minnesota, so he's on the line. Wants to say hello to you guys and share his, his experiences and talk about local things in Minnesota. Hey, Alex, how you doing? Welcome to Black and Right. Very good. I didn't know I was going to be on the radio, but um, <laughs> I'm happy to be here. <laughs> uh, that's fine. Uh, Minnesota um, uh, is, is, is is that going to be a toss-up state this year, or is it going to is it, is it well, we're, trending towards? We're sure hoping. We're sure hoping. Uh, it's edged a little bit more uh, toward red. It's purple now, I would call it. Uh, even though we are pretty much known as a blue state, a uh, liberal state, it's really only a few cities that do that. Most of the state is actually red. Um, and an interesting footnote is in the last election when things didn't go our way, generally speaking, around the country, Minnesota was the only state that actually flipped a congressional seat from blue to red. In oh. a blue state. Wow. So, well, we're half and half now, which I'll call, call it purple, on the congressional side. Not so much on the Senate side, but on the congressional side, it's half and half right now. 
And uh, Jim had asked me to touch on, you know, Minnesota since yeah. the riots, you know, they all kind of all started there with George Floyd. Um, it's really sad what's going on in this city. Um, I go out of my way, I literally go out of my way when I see a cop, particularly in Minnesota or in Minneapolis, to uh, reach out my hand, shake their hand, tell them that there are a whole lot of people out here that really do appreciate what they're doing and we're supporting them. But it's been a disaster for that uh, for that police force with the defund the police, yeah. which I think may have also started in, in Minneapolis, uh, uh, but certainly was talked about. One hundred percent of the city council there is Democrat, so is the mayor, uh, and that was the talk. And it has had a devastating effect not only in the police force. I think they're down like eight hundred officers, and they can't recruit people. Nobody wants to work there. Yeah. They you know generally when they had people apply in the past for a police position you'd have an overwhelming number of applicants for the number of vacancies. Now they have a hard time filling even the vacancies uh, in numbers. So it's it's really bad. But I'm in a town called Wyzetta, which is about 12 miles west of Minneapolis, uh, and it is 180 degrees different. We support our police. They know that we support them. Uh, we do all go out of our way to let them know that we enjoy what they're doing. Uh, so it only takes, you know, uh, 10, 12 miles, and, and the change is, is dramatic. Um, wow. Uh, now, how many police people are there? What's total capacity for police officers in Minneapolis? Hey, Jim, Jim, what? Jim, can I respond to yes. you? Can I want to respond to your friend? And listen, I go, I go out of my way to respect the police and, and, and tell no, them thank don't. you for your service. No, yes, you I don't. do. I walk no, up don't. to them a lot of times. No, you, you might not believe it, but I do. But listen, <laughs> when you see something wrong, you have to call it. So I'm going to split the baby on what you just said as far as the George Floyd thing. Three of those officers, they shouldn't be going to jail. They didn't like next to nothing. They're going to jail because of the one officer that was just totally, totally uh, disrespectful of life. He didn't care about George Floyd's life. You know, he was even smirking and smiling and having fun while he did it. So that's why they're going to jail by association. So I'm going to split the yeah. bit. Those, those, those three officers, they should not be going to jail, but they all are going to jail because of the one I officer's agree. action. Now, let me tell you something else about your place or your city, Minneapolis. What about the Castillo killing? You know, nobody wants to talk about that anymore. When the officer, he told the officer, the man had his kids and his fiance in the car, and he told the officer, listen, I have a gun, but I'm going to show you my card. Officer didn't, never said a word. No commands, no, no stop, get out the car, I'll check it out, anything. He just waited. As soon as he reached for his, his gun card, he blew his head off. Just like that. This man helped kids his whole life. Two different departments. He used to feed kids and just help and help kids. Okay, now uh, you want to talk about another one? How about the lady that ran up on the car when the Somali cop blew her away? You understand? Just blew her away instantly in a, in a second. He went to jail though, did he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He went to jail. They all, uh, so what's uh, your point? The bottom line is, don't act like it's a, it's a perfect city or the cops don't do anything wrong there. It, these are people that should be alive today that are dead. Yeah, because George Floyd because, should be alive today. If because, George Floyd would have complied, I'm yeah, sorry, but I, cops I, I, are too trigger no, happy. Time out. Time out. I, I, I end it right there. George Floyd is alive today if he gets in that truck. That's that, simple. Uh, that's no, fine. There's nothing else to say about that. He's alive yeah. today. These cops. Well, wait, hold on, hold on. Let him, wait, let him finish. Okay. What, what I would tell you is that uh, the the cops that I have talked to, and I'm not in Minneapolis. I'm in Wayzata, but you know, I, I go to Minneapolis every so often for different things. Uh, they universally believe that uh, that cop should be in jail. Universally, they don't have a tolerance for bad cops or people that make bad decisions. It's not like they're trying to cover up. Um, but m the vast majority of cops are good people that are trying to do the uh, the right thing 
in the way that they're trained and uh and i'll just leave it at that you yeah. know I'm, I'm not on a mission for right. cops i'm just right. saying that you know, was well, after, i am you know, i'm a former cop so well yeah. I, I understand so, i understand all of you but i'm just saying from what i see the police shoot too quickly instead of de-escalating. You've never been a cop, so you can't say that. Uh, you, can, you simply cannot say that, Villain. You weren't there. You, you, you're you not there in the in the moment. Uh, a, a lot of the people who, who, who haven't been in the moment, who haven't been through any of these, this training, you guys only take, and, and, and what do you do? It's emotional. It's, it's an emotional tug. Um, but really quickly, what do we look for in 2022 and 2024 in Minnesota? We've got about a minute left. Well, I think we're pretty hopeful that we're going to flip the, the state to uh, red, if not, you know, light purple, um, because it's looking pretty good for us. The uh, uh, the sentiment against all the craziness that's coming out of Washington uh, is palpable. Uh, the energy among conservatives and Republicans is more than palpable. Uh, there is a lot of energy. We have you know a variety of very good candidates, very di- various different positions. So I I'm pretty hopeful that we're going to have great success come the midterms and then, you know, two years out as well. Um, it's too bad we didn't have time to talk about the RNC because that's quite interesting. Maybe another session sometime because I just got elected to the RNC in December. Oh, nice. Uh, just, and I just got put on the presidential debates committee uh, in the last meeting, which happened to be in Chicago just a month ago. Uh, and David Bossy is the chairman. Uh, when I went to my first committee meeting, Mike Huckabee, who I spent a lot, fair amount of time talking to, talked to us about how he thought it was such a terrific thing that we did at my, my very first RNC meeting in February, where we exited from the presidential debates committee. Yeah. Hey, hey Alex, and, one, one thing. Can we stop getting these very leftist people to do our debate, our presidential debates? Can we find That's why somebody? we pulled out. Yeah. We pulled out. That's not going to happen. They can do whatever the heck they want, but the Republicans are not participating in that anymore. All right, Alex, when you, um, whenever you're back here, i got to have you in the studio. I, you sound very interesting. Um, Jim, thanks so much for um, having Alex call into the show. It's the show the mainstream media doesn't want you to know about. It's Black and Right with John Anthony on AM 560, The Answer. Maybe I'm foolish, maybe I'm blind. Welcome back to Black and Right. I'm going to push beyond this song because I think this is the song that gets uh, Facebook taken down every time. This song right here. Uh, I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with my good friend, Verlon, the troublemaker, Galloway. And now my buddy, my pal, Dennis Rebelletti, former state representative, now running for state senate. Is it 21st? Uh, 23rd district. 23rd district. Okay. Um, he's in studio now as well. Uh, before we go to our next guest, Kevin Coyne, I want to take this retired policeman's um, phone call um, to discuss the previous conversation we were talking about cops, Verlon and his anti-cop stand. Um, Joe, welcome to Black and Right. Hi, John. Just started to listen to you a couple months ago. I love you, man. Don't you. ever change. You're articulate. you got a lot of class to you. Your Thank partner, you. I know you guys are playing good, bad, bad yeah. guy, but people have to understand this. The number one issue is in any profession, when you want somebody to do a job, you have to train them. Big departments like CPD and Minnesota, I would be surprised if they send their officers to any other training besides basic and coming in for firearm qualifications once a year. Some of your best police officers that are trained in this state are in the North Shore area because they spend 
money and educating and training their officers. Yeah. Now I got on I got on in the end of, of their conversation. I, I don't know what it's about, but I caught little Brianna Taylor. When you're ready when you're ready to hit any place with any type of search warrant, you always send out an intelligence team to go do surveillance. You know that and I know that. Yeah. Make sure the people you're looking for are in that house, that is incompetency and laziness. But don't blame that on all officers. You have no idea what these people go through in their careers. Nobody is under the stress levels that these police officers are on. And every day they go to work, they see the worst and the bad of the bad of our communities. Mm. And the only time we get called is when people are in trouble. But when there are mistakes made, and there's been a lot of mistakes made, we we all have to admit to that. They're the first ones that jump on us, and they don't live the lights of the men and women in blue. Until you walk in their shoes, don't make any comments, because none of you, except for John and I and some of you listeners that are here, have been in that profession and lived that life. After 30, 40 years, you're tired of dealing with morons. And it's that simple, because that's the profession we chose. We most of us love it with our big hearts. Otherwise, you wouldn't be going to work. And and it's just so sad to see people pounding on the bad that are very few in the majority of those who really yeah. want to do good for other people. And and please just keep in your keep your hearts open to these men and women that go. They, the young ones that are getting shot, they're not trained by good mentors. Wow. Most of them are young, and, and they don't have the street experience. And the older ones, they're firing to get off. The, uh, you're, they're not firing. I'm sorry. They're retiring. They're tired of the bullshit. You need oh, those oh, mentors oh. to teach the young ones. Yeah. Well, one thing Am I, I right I, or wrong, hold on, hold on, John? You're, you're so right. I'll let you... This after we our next guest, really uh, Joe. Thanks so much for calling, and and please call right, in. Brother, keep up the good work. Thank you, and call in here anytime you want. Thank you so much. All right, thank you. Thank All right, you. I think this is a perfect segue into our next guest, Kevin Coyne. He's a former Naperville um, alderman, also a, 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 an attorney and founder, and um, founder. <clears throat> excuse me, and uh, chair of Safe Suburbs USA. Kevin Coyne, welcome to Black and Right. I'm sorry, I had to really take that call because uh, I don't know if you've been <laughs> listening, but um, me and Verlon, we, we've been going at it about policing and, you know, a lot of people that don't understand uh, what this, what, this, how tough this profession is. You do. You were an alderman. Oh. You, you had uh, police yep. respo- report to you. Um, and I think that's one of the reasons why you, you founded and chaired Safe, Suburb, Safe Suburbs USA. What is that? What is Safe, Sur- Safe Suburbs USA? I can't even speak today. And uh, <laughs> why is it important for people to know what you guys are doing? Oh, it's very important. And thank you for uh, for having me on today and to tell the folks about Safe Suburbs USA. Uh, we're a, a PAC focused in the suburbs. We're out there looking to support and recruit uh, candidates for office that are interested in supporting the police and supporting public safety. We're also out there advocating and raising awareness to issues such as the Safety Act and other laws that we believe are, are going to be problems for uh, keeping our suburban communities safe of crime and drugs and other issues that, that threaten communities. And finally, we're out there celebrating law enforcement. It's been a very tough time to be uh, in, in, uh, a policeman of late. 
get demonized a lot. So we're out there looking to find ways to celebrate those who, who put their lives on the line to make our community safer. We have an awards event coming up uh, in a few weeks, and those are the kind of things we're out there when doing. It, looking to celebrate event? police. When is the event? Uh, it's, it's the uh, award ceremony. We call it the Safety Stars uh, at Dicka's on September 22nd in the morning, 730. Oh, nice. And we're going to, yeah, we're recognizing uh, Deanne Mazaki, who's been uh, uh, opposed to the Safety Act, and a few other folks that have been out there doing good things for communities. Yeah. I, I I love that, Kevin. I I need to hold you over the break. I, as I uh, told you, I can hold you here to one fifty eight if you if you got the time. Um, Definitely, because I really we need to get in, in, in into the safety act. Uh, we got former state rep Dennis Revelletti in, in studio now. I think you you guys can really have a great conversation about the safety act. Because Dennis is also a former Will County prosecutor as well. Um, great. I, I I love the fact that you're you're here to talk about how we save the sub the, the suburbs from becoming. Chicago. We'll be right back. Black and Right continues on AM560. Once again, here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the troublemaker who's living up to that name today, being the troublemaker. And I have my good friend, my buddy, who was also a, a great mentor to me when I was when I served right alongside of him in Springfield, Dennis Rebelletti, candidate for state senate in the 23rd district. Uh, before the break, we were talking to Kevin Coyne. He's the founder and chairman of Safe Suburbs USA. Uh, Kevin, um, you know, you, you, you see so many people talking about the Safety Act. Um, yep. What is the Safety Act? And and why is it why is why is there so much commotion? Because you hear people from you hear people like my good friend LG Sims, LaShawn Ford. Oh, they're all for it. Uh, the Cassius Bell system and things of that nature. Um, why is it that Safe Suburbs USA has taken the position to be in opposition to the Safety Act? Uh, the, the, the reasons are numerous. It, the Safety Act is an enormous bill uh, passed 4 a.m. at the end of uh, legislative session over the objection of virtually all states' attorneys across uh, Illinois. 100 out of 102 states' attorneys opposed it. Illinois OFOP opposed it. And it made numerous changes to uh, criminal justice system, to how police officers do their job in a very you know, radical way. And the changes that have been made, most states' attorneys say assuredly leads to more violent offenders being on our streets, communities being less safe, making police, being a police officer far more dangerous and difficult at a time when it's already very dangerous and difficult. And ironically, it is a tremendously expensive law that is going to put millions of additional tax burden on our taxpayers across the state and every county. King County just said recently that this is going to cost 13 million bucks right off the bat to implement, given all the new training requirements that are going to have to be undertaken, you know, all to accomplish what? To make our communities less safe and make it easier being a criminal in the state of Illinois. Yeah. Nick? Hey, Kevin, uh, it's Dennis Rubbelitti. Uh, good to talk with you. Uh, Definitely. Uh, great that you're doing the Safe Suburbs Pack. Um, can you go into what's going to happen on January 1st in all 102 counties with all the inmates that are uh, in custody? Can you can you let the people know? Because I, I, we're trying here throughout DuPage County as candidates and, 
and talking to neighbors to truly really get this message across. And I think the listeners really need to be crystal clear on what's going to be happening to their neighborhoods. It's simply incredible what is going to happen at the beginning of the year. And you don't have to take my word for it. You can just listen to very highly credible state's attorneys, Bob Berlin and Jim Glasgow and others that will talk about how cash bail will be extinguished. Numerous folks that are now in jail for even very violent crimes and whom have very extensive records will be released to the street. There will be hearings held as to certain defend, uh, offenders that have uh, committed particularly serious crimes, but the burden for keeping them in jail is going to be much higher than it is now. And there's a laundry list of very serious crimes that will not be uh, that that will not be uh, considered for for being held. So, you know, in certain cases, murders will be continue to be held, but a laundry list of most crimes you can't keep people held in jail until they're until they've been uh, convicted. So again, the net result is more criminals on the street. Kevin, when you talk to your neighbors about it, what are they saying? Are they in disbelief, like my neighbors, that this is actually going to take place? I, yes, I think there's a lot of disbelief, and there's also a lack of awareness, and that's where our pack is coming in. We're very loud on this issue. We've been all over social media on this issue. A lot of a lot of uh, uh, members of the community simply are not aware of the gravity of this bill, and or they've kind of bought some of the false narratives about the bill that have been pushed by those on the left, namely that. You know, it's not right that people get caught shoplifting and spend a year in jail waiting for their trial. That does not happen. And that is the kind of excuse some on the left have have used to justify this very radical bill. You know, you know, uh, Kevin, when you uh, see at bond hearings, was anybody out crying about the fact that uh, too many people were being held in DuPage County or Wilk County or any of the suburbs uh, without the opportunity to, to be heard at a bail hearing? If bail was denied or bail was too high, wasn't there already a process in place to address these issues if people could not pay for a higher bail? Yes, and I've heard uh, State's Attorney Berlin, very well respected across the board, speak to that very issue. They're not holding people in jail for low-level offenses. The people that are being held in jail are are there for very good reasons. They're, they've committed violent crime, serious crime, or they're simply repeat offenders that won't stop committing crimes of all nature. So it's a very serious issue that we need to get people aware about. Aware of. Well, I, 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 how you doing? My name is Verlon. I want to say one thing to you. A lot of people don't think that the removal of cash bail is a bad thing because you already um, referred to it as they were, they were being held for very long periods of time and couldn't get out of jail. And you said one uh, thing that I agree with, murderers being let out, violent people being let out. That is a bad thing. But can you name me like two, because we're coming up on the break, two other issues that you find fault with that's in the Safety Act? And you know what, let's, let's, and Kevin, uh, because yeah. we're coming up on a break, let's, let's answer that question when we come after the break. Because I, I think that is a, 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 fair, a fair point, because so many people just focus in on the pretrial fairness portion yep. uh, of the safety act but there's there's a lot more especially when it comes to some of the crimes the increases in uh is it um um uh what is it called uh, then when you run into a store and you steal a uh, shoplifting that yeah. hasn't that been increased that's been increased uh people now the, the uh, as far as people trespassing uh, there's a lot of different aspects of this bill and so many people are just focusing which is 
important, but they're just focusing on that and they don't really understand what's really there. And that's because Dennis and I are not down there fighting back and pushing back against a lot of this stuff. You listen to the Black and Right, we'll be right back. Back to Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm on the loose, whoa, 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 making moves. I need some room, whoa, 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 always cold. With Donut Song, Donut Song, hey, I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. I have to run. <laughs> Can you hear it in my voice? Uh, before the break, we were talking to Kevin Coyne. He's the chairman and founder of Safe Suburbs USA. Uh, I believe they're doing an outstanding job of educating the masses about the Safety Act and the role of just policing and law enforcement. Um, you had a question that yeah. you wanted to... What, what I was trying to get you to do is to show people more, because you were talking about things on the surface that people know about already. Speak to yep. more bad policy that's in this bill. Uh, you know, I was going to say, I said two things before the break because we were coming up short, but give me three. Give me three things that people should be aware of. Sure. I, one of the major changes also is it, it, it changes the, the way and situations in which somebody can be physically arrested for committing crimes. And some of those changes, I believe the vast majority of the public would find to be very radical. And as an example, uh, trespassing, criminal trespass. You know, somebody goes up to black and right, they're not a guest, they just show up, walk in the door and sit down. Criminal trespass is no longer a crime in which an officer can arrest someone for. They have to issue a citation, which is quite bizarre. So somebody comes to your property, refuses to leave. Now an officer could arrest them and take them off of your property. They're not going to be able to do that anymore. The other change, another change that has been made is, is lethal force and when officers can use lethal force. The standards and many of the rules are very gray. And if you're a policeman, you, you shouldn't be in a gray situation. And the, the example that I've heard uh, State's Attorney Glasgow speak to is a situation in Naperville in which a man charged out of a car out of nowhere toward an officer. The officer pulled a gun. guy was holding an axe, and the, the officer rightfully shot that offender. The, under the new law, if that axe-wielding person simply ran off toward other people and the officer himself was not in direct eminent harm himself, if he were to shoot that axe-wielding person, he would be exposed to being criminally prosecuted. And a situation like that, I think most people would contend lethal force would be a reasonable thing to consider uh, for the public, public safety and public good. And then I'd also note that Glasgow and other states' attorneys have raised another consideration with, you know, the, the, you know, so many offenders being on the street, that witness intimidation is going to be a far greater concern now than it has been to date. And, uh, you know, Glasgow gave the example of, of uh, that Bolingbroke chief, you know, Peterson, you know, very high-profile case. Yeah. Under these standards, he'd be on the street after arrest. He'd be wow. processed and back on the street. And Glasgow will say he wouldn't be here today if 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 Peterson was on the street. And they're really worried that with all these guys immediately back out there, that you're going to have more people afraid to testify and tell on folks because they're going to be right in the heat of the moment, right back out there. 
So there's many things to be very concerned about with this very large, very radical bill. Wow. Ke- Kevin, what happens, um, tell the folks what happens after January seconds. 1st when people fail to appear in court. you got 45 seconds. Uh, when people fail to appear still, and I just heard uh, the state's attorneys talk to that, uh, unless there's a reason to think that they're not going to show up in trial, my understanding is, is that they still are not going to be arrested. Wow. And so you, you have a really, you know, a, a fundamental changes to the criminal justice system that I think have greatly diminished public safety. Yeah. Kevin, where can people find Safe Suburbs USA? Uh, you got about 15 seconds. And tell me, um, when that when is that event again? It's September 22nd, 7.30 a.m. at Dicka's Restaurant in Oak Brook. Our website is safesuburbsusa.com. And we have a very large Facebook page as, under the same name, Safe right. Suburbs USA. Kevin Coyne, thanks so much for joining us. Safe Suburbs USA. Guys, go out and support them. Um, they've been doing a yeoman's work as, as it relates to explaining the Safety Act. Thanks so much for joining Black and Right. Hour 3, coming up next. Prepare to have your mind opened. The lies of the mainstream media are about to be exposed. And the hypocrisy of the left is about to be revealed. This is a revolution in how you think about politics, race, and culture. You've tuned into Black and Right with John Anthony on AM560, The Answer. I'm coming in hot. Welcome back. Hour three of Black and White Radio on AM560 Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. I'm the Troublemaker. If you guys missed those first two hours, I'm telling you right now, the Troublemaker has really lived up to that name that I gave him, Troublemaker. Um, right? I've been too soft for the last past three weeks. <laughs> You've been dominated. The last. Aaron Demar dominated. Tried to, at least. Oh, that guy over there. Uh, and I'm so happy to have my, my friend, my pal, my mentor, Dennis Rebelletti, um, former state representative, now running for state senate in the 23rd uh, legislative district. Welcome back, buddy. Thanks for having me, John. It's yeah. always good to be back here and discussing yeah. uh, real important issues yeah, to the be- community. Before we get into that. Dino um, is calling in. Let's go to let's go to the phone lines. Dino, what's up, buddy? I got that book too. Dino, you there? Dino, Hello? hey, there you go. Yes, I got sir. the book. Yes, sir. I got the book from your brother-in-law as well. Oh yeah, my 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 son-in-law's father. Son-in-law, yes, yeah. Okay, yeah. Hopefully, we'll be on the, a guest. Uh, God willing, I'll, I'll make on. it brief. Uh, first, first, amen. First of all. Um, yeah, I'm very passionate about as a retired law enforcement over 30 years, and I am a Kane County taxpayer resident. And what really disturbs me is the current sheriff is a sympathizer with this left uh, Marxist ideology. And, uh, you know, a few years ago, if you remember, there was an Elgin lieutenant that was involved in a police shooting, and he had no other choice but to shoot the offender. And he was subject by four independent investigations. Uh, there was a city council member at that time that said, nope, this guy cannot be reinstated, and uh, he ultimately he was. But here's what's interesting. The current sheriff, Ron Hain, then hires that former council member who publicly said, I don't care what the uh, evidence proves, um, this Elgin uh, officer shall never be an officer in Elgin. Wow. Thankfully, he was wow. reinstated. But here's, here's what gets me. 
is this is a non-negotiable. I don't see how you can have both ideologies coexisting. They're both conflicting. It's an oxymoron. If you're going to be a police leader, I don't see how you can hire someone with that sentiment against law enforcement and then give that civilian a badge on my taxpayer dime and also sympathizing with the left Marxist. It is, uh, you know, and I love the blue. I love yeah. uh, justice. So the new sheriff that I'm, I'm, I'm supporting, and I'm confident in the Lord he will win, is Jeff Bodine, yes. a, a conservative you have him supporter on. of Second Amendment. Yes, I, I look forward to, and if he's on, I love to be with him. Uh, okay. But I got to tell you, I just want to, I just want to really encourage the audience to take a step back because what's going to happen in January, and I'm finishing up here, is the consequences of this inertia of anti-police sentiment where bad laws are written. And you know, I have mentors of mine from a police Bible study that are now with the legislators to undo and add trailer bills. So the question I have for voters of Kane County is ask those questions. Why would a law enforcement executive embrace that ideology and think that law enforcement would not be compromised? And I'll, I'll end my comment with that. And again, I'm so thankful you have these guests on yeah. so that the public are educated. Thank you so much. Hey, thanks so much, Dino. Okay. Good point. Yeah, he, he, I can't argue with anything he said. At least he's fair. Yeah. He's fair. Uh, and one of these callers, uh, I think they're being fair, too. He said, we both uh, right. we just arguing two sides of the same coin. No, you're not right. Okay, I'm sorry. Whatever. Go ahead. I want to ask this gentleman <laughs> sitting next to me. Uh-huh. When it comes to the to the Breonna Taylor killing, do you find any fault of any of the officers, whether it's the top brass or the, or the officers on scene? Well, the position that I take is, since I wasn't there, and John knows when you're unless you're actually there, it's hard to know. Um, Which is what I said earlier. Is... One, when you do no-knock warrants, they're dangerous on their face. I've drafted them before. I went to execute search warrants with the Metropolitan Area Narcotics Squad down in Joliet, uh, working on those investigations, and you already know that there's going to be trouble. Uh, but it's on. It's incumbent with the police, and it's incumbent on the prosecutors uh, to make sure that that warrant is correct. And where are you getting the information? So when people are talking about the affidavits in Mar-a-Lago or wherever the affidavits are coming from, it's to trustworthiness. Uh, and a lot of times when you're dealing with that, for Lana, it's confidential informants. Mm-hmm. And we don't, and they, you know, their veracity can be challenged. And, you know, we have Frank's hearings, et cetera. But, you, you, you know, it, when, you start, when you start down the path wrong, and then, uh, it, it, then it always leads to more and more error. So we try to always do surveillance ahead of time get enough information to, to know that when that search warrant was drafted, it was drafted with the best information, real-time information. And you had brought up a point off the air about uh, if people were in custody, what should have happened. Right, that was one of the questions I was just about to ask you. So I, I think, and law enforcement's always trying to in, include in, in communication. Mm-hmm. Cops on the street don't know if somebody else has been taken into custody. Correct. It takes a long time to process people. Uh, when John and I were legislators, we visit 26 in California, and they're processing. They can take almost a day to be processed. Two, they told us a day, two to three days at sometimes. Even longer, two pages at least. You're looking at two to three hours to process somebody before they then enter you into leads and, and, uh, and tell yeah. the other computers. But when you're doing your job, you're not really sitting around putting everything in the databases to see what else is really happening. So nobody's communicating, hey, that search warrant doesn't need to be executed. Correct. Hey don't serve that arrest warrant. We've already done this. So there's not real-time data. That's just too much going on. Okay, I, I got another issue that I referred to earlier. Remember the movie Stakeout with Richard Dreyfus? I do. Did you use it in a movie? Yes, I did. 
<laughs> why couldn't the police did a 1980 stakeout? If they would have did that, that woman would have left out, went to work. She'd be alive, and the, and they would have saw that the guy she was with wasn't Glover. I think you spoke to that earlier, but go ahead. You know, it, it's just a matter of time. How much time do the officers have? Yeah. And they and normally, and the officers I dealt with would go ahead and do that. They would get they'd send an, an advance group out telling yep. you, yep. "Here's who we believe is in the house right now," because they want to yep. know. Because yep. how many officers kids. are coming? Kids, dogs. Uh, anybody that's going to be coming in transit in and out of the house. So they're trying to, they want better safety for the officers and the people that are going inside. So they normally do that. They just don't drive right. up. Exactly. And they're undercover vans and things and just jump out. There's a whole with, process, a, a lengthy, right. lengthy process. And, and having d- done the ride alongs with them, I learned that because you kind of assume it's a movie process right. where everybody just jumps out and stake out. Yeah, exactly. You slam the door and nope, these guys are, these guys are going out there. They're parking in different places. You have, you have squads and 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 you're you're deconflicting and you're talking to other police agencies yeah. so people know there's going to be activity in the area so it's yeah. a very complicated process to issue these and things. we had to change the eavesdropping law because people were pulling up on those cops remember remember that was part of the the, right. the the eavesdropping law they would pull up when when they were getting ready to hit a raid and they would record them from a hidden position so we had to change that so that nobody can continue to to do that and post it online that all oh, the cops get ready to hit here that's hmm. right you know? and, and that's why you see warrants and things, arrest warrants that are impounded. So there used to be gang members sitting yeah. at the Will County Courthouse at the clerk's office before everything was really computerized yeah. to get all that data mm-hmm. to know who, where, who's got the warrants out so they could tell them to right. you know, lay low. So yeah. Speaking of that call, let's go back to the phone lines. Let's go to Mike and Elgin. Mike, Villan is not right. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, here, here's, here's the problem is, is that you're arguing two different systems of law. Okay. Now, John, you're brought up in the statute system of law, and Verlan is arguing common law. Okay. Under the common law, there was a Supreme Court case right here in Illinois where a police officer came out to arrest this guy. And the guy says, can I see your warrant? He says, I don't have one. I don't need one. The guy says, no, you need one. Produce the warrant. The guy didn't produce it. The guy ended up shooting the cop. It went to court under the common law. And the guy was found not guilty. How long ago was this? The cop was required to have that warrant. How, how many years ago now, was this? Uh, I think it's about 1917. Okay, yeah, I, I figured. Cause that, and that's the reason why they changed the laws of, as far as having paper warrants and things of that nature to give to people t- today. You're right. Well, 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 here's the Like I said, Verlan is under the common law. It's correct. And in, in the statute law, you can find that there's a statute that says the common law is the law of the land. Okay. Now, statute, and there's also a Supreme Court case that says statutes do not apply to the sovereign. So Verlan's arguing from the yeah. sovereign position. Yeah. Okay. That Are you a sovereign citizen? The, the, I, pardon? Are you a sovereign citizen? I guess I, I, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I used to deal with you guys all the time when I was a cop, so I, I definitely know um, where you're right, headed with this. Right. But, 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 no, but the problem is, like I said, that now that why would there be a common law statute if it's under the statute? Now, what it really is is the statutes take away the sovereignty of the people. And like I said, there's a Supreme Court case that says the statutes do not apply to the sovereign. Yeah. Okay. All right. So they're taking they're they're taking away the sovereignty of the people by the statute law because you. like Verlana is correct Mike, that please. we got to yeah. go to break but thanks so much for calling I appreciate it I pre- oh. appreciate your perspective I've I, I've dealt Dennis you know you've dealt with sovereign citizens as well I mean they really believe in the law 
uh, as it was, you know, and they don't respect pol- police. It's more of the Sharif. Uh, you listen to the black and right. We'll be right back. Don, hold the line. This is Black and Right with John Anthony on AM 560. The answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM 560. The answer. Hey guys, um, Facebook feed is currently down because of what's playing right now. The music. Uh, <laughs> go to Rumble at Black and Right Radio. We're also on um, YouTube on uh, AM 560. The Answers channel on YouTube and also on Rumble. So go ahead and check us out if you're. Uh, lost the Facebook feed and um, looking for a place to listen to listen to the show. Um, what was I going to say? I was oh Don. Let's go to the phone lines. Don from Naperville. Welcome back. Hi. Good afternoon, everybody. I just wanted to make the point. You know, those proponents who are for defunding the police movement. I just wanted to um, bring up to everybody that you know disciplinary measures in schools, including restraint seclusion they call the police on them you want to know who they're called on the most guess what color of children oh do tell black yeah yeah (laughs) so i find the motive of these movements um they pick and choose what you know what institutions they want to see justice in and i i really i don't think that's right um but i i that being said here's my question Mm -hmm. to everybody here since and john since you were policeman what is the real motive of this of why these people pass this. They, they honestly want to see more chaos. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you bring it home to the voter. The voter, you know, doesn't want to hear about statutes and the nitty gritty. Bring it home to the voter. What, it, we hear the consequences, but what is the motive behind this? They want to accomplish what? Well, I think the, the voter, for, to the voter's perspective, what does the General Assembly try to accomplish? They believe that the system uh, was systemically racist, that it needed to be corrected, and that this was the way to go ahead and do that, um, and that you basically blow the entire system up. These ideas have been floating around the General Assembly forever, and then you get enough progressive people together and say, we're going to do this all in, you're with us or you're not, and everybody decided to line up and go ahead and do that. And now, you know, actions have consequences and laws have consequences, and you're going to see the fallout starting on, on January 1st. So. They thought they were correcting something, and I think they took a big, broad uh, stroke at something that could definitely have been corrected in smaller in smaller bites and fashions for some of these one-off circumstances that occur. Yeah. Now, what he said was absolutely true. I do believe that they believe that, but also look to this. More chaos bring, brings more control. Think about the summer of 2020, think about, and think about COVID. All chaos... And they took power. Think about that as well. That's true. That's true. Thanks so much for calling, Don. You know, real real quickly, um, and then I want to pivot, because I want to talk about this search warrant on Mar-a-Lago and and a little bit later. But um, I'd look at, you know how people, uh, I was reading, was a Shia Kapos. I was reading, I, I, I use her stuff a lot because she has a lot of, she has a lot of inf- interesting information on there. You know, we talking during the break how, People, how they're going to try to tie you to certain people. And I was looking into how she was reporting about how Bailey had all these people from January 6th. Well, what about our leaders who were walking out here with Black Lives Matter who was destroying the, 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 the state of Illinois? That doesn't matter. 
You want to tie Darren Bailey to all these people, and most of these people that they're trying to tie him to, they weren't part of the people that went into the went into this place. They're not part. They're not part of the campaign. You know how this goes, Dennis. And and they try to tie you to these people, and it's like, but I saw Prisco walking in the BLM rally in Chicago. Lori Lightfoot walking in a BLM rally. Come on, man. Help me understand this. This is what you don't understand, John. The summer of 2020, the riots that went on for months in 2020 was righteous anger. What happened in January 6th, it wasn't righteous. It was against the democracy. That's what they believe. Yeah. Where was everybody against Antifa, John? Right. They're still uh, rioting in, in, in Portland, yes, and Seattle. Seattle. Where did anybody stand up and say, well, you know, this, all this violence needs yeah. to end? Exactly. But it's okay to call out for violence if you're a Democrat. Right? Yeah. right, and they do it all the time, they all and, they, time. and then they take a, they take a walk from it. Yeah. But when you're a political candidate, if you are six degrees of separation from somebody, they're going to tie you to that person, yep. and you become that person. It's not about you versus the other candidate policies and, and other things. It's all about the other attachment. So that's just how it's going to be. Yeah. Well, when it comes to the public, it's about the why. Do they believe in the why when it comes to Black Lives Matter and Atifa, or do they believe? In the why, when it comes when it comes to the people that acted stupidly in January six, a riot, not insurrection, riot. Who was right? You know, as far as uh, the belief system, the why. So you gotta you gotta see where the public falls on that. Yeah. Well, let's go back to the phone lines. Uh oh, man on the street, he's about to come down on you. Uh, I know he always <laughs> Mark, does. Wally Meyer. Hello, Mark Wiremore, man on the street. I got a great article in Illinois Review about uh, last night's movie. John Anthony asked me to write something. By the way, he did a great job emceeing the event. And you. Uh, you got to go see that movie. You got to see the movie. It's a great I movie. I want to make one quick comment about Verlon, and I'm not going to comment about the, all the things you talk about, but I wish you'd give a little more time <laughs> to talking about Ella French, who died a year ago. Uh, shot on a on a felony stop and things went wrong i'd like you to devote some time to talk about that also commander paul bauer who was also shot four years ago in chicago chicago police officer he was four years uh behind me at st Ignatius high school i knew him from the neighborhood a couple other guys to mention danny golden who was shot in beverly a while back a uh, uh, chicago police officer and also carlos yenez who was uh, ella french's partner so it'd be nice to talk a little more about that 845 homicides last year in chicago 80 of them, Chicago public school students. So that's more my comment. And uh, I appreciate Mark, what Verlon Mark, saying. Mark, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to respond to that. <laughs> oh, here those, we go. Those incidents that you talked about, those people were animals. And they get what they deserve. I don't care a bit about them. You don't walk up to somebody and blow them away. And that, and that woman suffered. You know, and Paul Bauer, he was, he was fighting for people like me, you, to uphold the law. That guy gets what he deserves. Matter of fact, a guy that's tussling like that, Really going for the cop's gun? Oh, you that 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 cop is within his rights to kill that guy. So Mike I'm Brown, fine. Mike I'm, Brown, you you okay with Mike Brown? Oh no no no, Mike Mike Brown was just he was ready to explode anyway. Twelve black people, which the MSNBC and the mainstream media uh, don't report from that community, testified against Black Brown. I mean Black Brown, Michael Brown. And in the favor of the police officers, I have no issue with that. We Eric all know Gardner. Uh, 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 Mike Brown Eric was a fantasy. Eric Garner? Well, Eric Garner, I don't think he should have left that chokehold on for as long as he did. And it was like it was, a, it was more of a it headlock. was like ten or fifteen officers. 
that had the man on the ground, I think the one guy should have let go of the chokehold. And, and it was it was outlawed anyway, you know, the chokehold. I think he, you know, he was Because cops be, don't do chokeholds. He should still be alive. He should still be alive. That guy should, Gardner should still be alive. Yeah. Oh, you, you, right, you put your hands Mark. on the table, you want to talk. Well, right. I, I, I did just briefly, John, we were talking about these officers that died in the line of duty. Uh, a friend of mine, Jonathan Walsh from JPD, was killed uh, responding to a, an alarm. Uh, one of the most moving things I've ever seen was a, was a funeral that walked that when the, everybody came in from over the country to be part of that. But one of the things that I've always been very passionate about, and I believe also causes more murders in this state, and especially of police officers, is when this state abolished the death penalty. I agree. A- and when you say that it's okay to kill a police officer, you'll just do natural life, maybe. And then all you have all these other statutes that are floating yep. around. Where hey you know you only have to do twenty years and maybe we'll let you out no matter who you kill and that yeah. these are these are bills floating around right. right now uh when that when that uh, was abolished, you basically told the people, hey, if you kill one police officer you may, you may as well kill two because right. if they're coming for me it doesn't matter, and I think it took away a level of safety that's right from from the men and women in blue uh and correctional officers. Yeah. Uh, and everybody within the system. So I think it made us less safe, not yeah. more safe. And John Cabello and I tried to bring it back, but he wouldn't even get a hearing. <laughs> you know it won't. It will never. That's for sure. Yeah, just like um, the the traffic stop bill Barack Obama put on, um, where cops have to take all the information from every stop. You know, and, and you know that'll never stop because it's Barack Obama's bill. Death penalty will never stop because it's Kwame's bill. And every time you pull your gun, you got to do a report. Yeah, Mark, you still there? Yeah, I'm still here, uh, and they're great. There, but I want to know more about the 80 Chicago public school students who were sh- shot and killed, mostly uh, African-American, last year. That should be our focus. And also the fellow that uh, killed Paul Bauer had been arrested 40 times. Yeah. So this is what we need to talk about is how we can stop crime rather than pick isolated incidents that are, that are tragic with these police officers. But how can we, especially in Chicago, we need to stop this. Yeah. And uh, I'll be looking forward to the boat cruise, John. I can't uh, wait, I- brother. Selling out. We better anybody listening. You better sign up quick. Yeah, yeah. Dennis Ravelletti's going to sponsor. So <laughs> I just called him out. <laughs> he, he did call me out. <laughs> hey, Mark, I'm gonna buy you a beer, man. We're gonna talk about it on the boat. We need a bigger boat. That's what I said. <laughs> exactly. Thanks so much, Mark, for calling him, man. Man on the street, um, dude. I just say, man, people that have never been in it, like knee knee deep in this stuff, you know, um, you, you just never really get it and understand it from uh, from that not being an emotional issue. It's 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 tough, man. It's policing is split second. It's the only deci- it's the only profession where you have split second decisions that can end a person's life. We'll be right back. This is Black and Right with John Anthony. Uh. On AM560, the answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560, the answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio. Uh, the troublemaker, I'm telling you guys, if you missed any part of the show today, go to 560theanswer.com, download the podcast, click on Black and Right, and you can hear just how much of a troublemaker he was today. Please also to be joined by my good friend. Uh, I served with him in the General Assembly. He was a great mentor for me. Uh, a lot of times we were in committee. He would have to. He would. He, he knew I wanted to say something. He would look at me. He would whisper, "No, no, now's not the time." <laughs> Dennis Rebelletti, candidate for the twenty third state senate district. You remember those times? 
I do, John. It was very hard for you, but uh, you, you you did listen, which is part that really was very important yeah. because uh, a lot of people had their eyes on you down there yeah. because uh, you brought a different perspective yep. and uh, didn't uh, fit into the narrative that they were talking about. Yeah, and and you know, the, the, I think back on it a lot, and I say to myself, I had people in both parties that actually just did not like the fact that I was down there, and that's that's factual. You know, it came out a lot later um, as, as I been around, walking around, talking to people. I mean, both sides of the aisle did not like me because, you know, I didn't care. I went down there to do a job, and I had people like Dennis to help me, you know, right? That's right. One of the lowest moments on the House floor is when you were called a half. Yeah. Somebody else just said that. Wow. Yeah. Was that the Democrats? Yeah. Yeah, Bob figured. Yeah. That's why I yeah. guessed them first. <laughs> All right, let's, let's go back to the phone lines, and then I want to talk about, you know, the raid. Just get your perspective on it. Um Dennis, uh, let's go to Rich. Rich, welcome to Black and Right. Uh, hi, John. I'm I'm sorry. I mean, the raid in a, in a word is uh, uh, an embarrassment. Mm-hmm. I, I want to go back though a little bit. I'm sorry. I'm kind of uh, switching up on you here, but I I live quite a ways away, and I get your signal on Saturdays, and I think it's the best thing on radio on a Saturday. But I can't get a very good signal here. Yeah. But I'm a family of law enforcement, yeah. and family member. And one of the things that gets totally lost in the discussion, and I've brought this up before the legislature, but is is what's the effect on the on the family of law enforcement? You know, we we want to have officer wellness, but there's nothing that's affecting our law enforcement personnel that isn't affecting your families. That's true. And when when we're looking straight down the barrel of this no no bail thing, um the the intimidation factor in that is off the chart. I mean, when when a law enforcement officer goes out and, and enforces the law, laws that were enacted by the legislature, you know, signed into effect by the governor, and then with all intent and purposes nullified by, you know, activist prosecutors, um, we... Uh, as families of the law enforcement are looking at an exponentially increasing risk factor for our loved ones. Yeah. And it's, it's not just in terms of their safety because the vast majority of those folks are dedicated to the cause and they accept the risk. And as family members, you know, we go along with that, but I can tell you, cause I'm, I'm part of an association of, of family members of law enforcement and the, the pressures on the families, the pressures on the kids being, you know, singled out for special treatment in schools and everything else. And now, you know, you, you add into the mix, you know, this no bail thing and other factors involved in the Safety Act. And I can tell you plainly, there's a lot of family members of law enforcement that are just saying, look, is this really worth it? Right. You know, yeah. what? And, and, and they, they just keep turning the screws. And so we're going to get what we're what we're enabling yeah. and what we're going to get is anarchy in the streets which i mean we're pretty much already there anyway yeah, that's, your thoughts that, 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 that's so true thanks so much for calling rich and he's right right he's right it's just going to be it's very difficult you have to look at it from the victim's perspective so you get to look at it from the family perspective and you know that john coming yeah. home you always talk about it your first job is to come home that night at ten forty two. and when you have a bill uh, have a law that says that the most you can be held is 90 days yeah. you're putting to get you're putting away hardcore gangbangers murderers rapists yeah. they're gonna be back out on the street uh the police officer could definitely be a target 
and, and, and you understand why police will look the other way. It's something I always talk about. Remember the movie The Town? That's right. Remember when they robbed the bank, the cop, he, he's looking at him, and he looked at him like they turned towards the people, and he just turned his head away, and they got away. But You know, you're going to see a lot more of that, I'm telling you. But you can't call it a hellhole. <clears throat> what? Chicago. You can't call no, it. You can't listen, call it that. I, when you're running for office, probably. But I listen. It, see what Chicago, I mean? Chicago, listen, but Chicago... Man, I'm telling you, Chicago. We need Chicago to survive. We need Chicago to be to return to be a strong city. We need good leadership in Chicago to turn up to turn the sh- the, the, the almost <laughs> to turn the sales around and, and and make Chicago a viable city, which it is. It has the wait, hold on. It has Chicago has one of the greatest Illinois and Chicago, the greatest infrastructure in this nation. But when you have people that suffer from the ostrich disease burying their head in the sand, how do you get that point across? How do you make it back to where you want it to be? The city of Chicago is our economic engine. It is. The suburbs survive off of it. We, we work together, but it, it, it's, it's been mismanaged for 50 years plus, yeah. and that's really the, the, that's the, the evil that's still sitting out there. Yeah. But the city by far is not a hellhole. Yeah. You know, I heard somebody really quick say, that's why the Democrats really didn't care about the governor. They wanted to maintain that a Democrat ran Chicago because they understood the power less re- resided in Chicago, not in the governorship. Listen to Black and Right. We'll be right back. And now, more Black and Right with John Anthony on AM 560. The answer. Welcome back to Black and Right Radio on AM560 The Answer. I'm your host, John Anthony, live in studio with the Troublemaker and my good friend, Dennis Rebelletti, candidate for the 23rd State Senate District. All right, now, you, we just talked about it during the break. Dennis, got this, we got this long-running thing about George Michaels. <laughs> I can't even get it out. Marvin Gaye. Uh, uh, Marvin Gaye. John. Oh, he's white. Oh, you telling me, man, I just don't have no soul. huh? Yeah. Yeah. You don't. You don't. You, don't, wow. you, you have no soul. I know. I know. That, that's Milan calls him George Michaels. <laughs> you said that sports show. Remember? Yeah. <laughs> On Sunday nights. Yeah. George Michaels. <laughs> like, hey, I remember. I remember when I did my when I first went out to the house floor. Um, Mike Boss, Congressman Mike Boss. He told me, you got to speed up. You got to say it real fast. You only got 30 seconds to say what you got to say. And I, I got this nice, long, you know, hey, I'm about to introduce who I am to the House floor. Why well, at the end I say Illinois? <laughs> Come on. I was so nervous, so you, scared. You know what? I was like, I Illinois. Me and you, <laughs> off the microphone. Yeah. We're going to do a litmus test. We're uh-huh. going to walk up to a lot of black people. Uh-huh. How do you pronounce Illinois? No, we're not. We all say it like that. Where do we stay? We're going to say, what, what, state what state are we in now? Yeah. Illinois. I bet the majority of the people we talk to say Illinois. Illinois. Yeah, depending on where you're from, especially the South Side. I bet they especially say the South Side. So, so, so don't I, be hard on yourself. I, I'm not going to be hard on myself. I'm going to keep saying George Michaels, I, dude, and I'm going to keep saying Illinois. No, listen, dude, I was, the whole world was watching. And I was like, <laughs> Illinois, you know. Um, Dennis, uh, Mitchell, David, hold the line. I, w- I really want to get this out real, really quickly, and we, we can come back to you. Um the raid that happened on Donald Trump, um, unprecedented. I and mean, this has never happened before. 
I was on the I was on the, uh, my former my buddy is a, a former FBI agent uh, Jonathan T Gilliam. I had him on the show. Why couldn't they have just gone through the subpoena process instead of this the way they did it this way? Wouldn't that have been a lot cleaner? And 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 no, I don't care how you I don't care how anybody that's listening feels about Donald Trump. If if if, if they weaponized the the government against him and they've done it countless times what will say they won't do it to you and me well having authored a number of search warrants john uh you have to have the probable cause one and number two you have to show the exigent circumstances as to why you have to go there and get it immediately because you believe that whatever you're trying to get is going to be gone yeah if you don't do it right away so I don't know. 18 months, though, they had. I I understand that. So if you also are uh, doing an investigation, a grand jury could have been put together. They could have issued a subpoena for it. If he doesn't comply with the subpoena, then they can drag him in front of the grand jury. And if you're not, then you could be held in in contempt and you can go that route. So, I I mean, to me, they have to show a lot more once this affidavit. They're really afraid of this, uh, of these uh, of whoever their informants are Correct. coming out. And there's motions for that. That's the Franks hearing where you try, they, the yeah. defense will want to disclose who those informants are to better help their case. Yeah. See, the people that believe how they believe, they they just have the predistribution. Chicago. Predisposition. Disposition. My mouth oh, God, is, I'm tart. That Donald oh. Trump is going to do something bad. No matter what. It's been like that. About him forever. Push it out, man. Man, you, you do the same thing sometimes. Know, man. My mouth, my tongue is tied. I know. But that's but see, that's what you just have to understand. These people are Trump crazy. Every president has taken papers home. Yeah, uh, and they still have them. Uh, and so, how you treat each president prior, I think, yep. makes a difference in Clinton, how you treat the, this prior president. Clinton Doesn't matter what their what their partisanship is, but if they're taking stuff home. If they shouldn't, then there should be some type of penalty. But at the same time, you have to treat everybody equally. Yeah, Clinton with the with the tapes in the sock drawer. That's right. You know, I mean, that was that was classified, but you know, they didn't do this process. You know, they could have gone after Obama on many instances. He got thirty million documents right here somewhere in Chicago that he said he would he would digitize. He hasn't done any of that yet. Right. I mean, how do we know what's in those documents? And I remember texting you a little while back. Uh, Eric Holder was held in, in contempt yes. of uh, of Congress. Nobody met him at the airport with an arrest warrant and, and hauled him off. Yeah, was it Clapper or Brennan as well? One of them, one other, of them yeah, were. Yeah, one of and them they were. just ignored it, and, and the U.S. attorney ignored it. But here, now we have the U.S. attorney now going ahead and, and getting arrest warrants for yeah. people. And, you know, listen, YouTube. You guys got to stop talking about all this food. I'm watching here, li- li- reading these comments about Chicago pizza and um, best chicken places and fish. Stop it, please. Y'all making me hungry. Um, let's go back to the phone lines. Let's go to uh, Nick. Nick, welcome to Black and Right. Hey, Mr. Anthony. How you doing? Hey, hey first off, predisposition. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I can take it. <laughs> oh, that's true, hey, Nick. I'm sorry. Yeah, bust um, you can bust them all day long. Hey, you know what I think would help? I've been a cop for 25 years, and I've been through my fair share of pretty worthless administrations that are politically appointed. I think what happens in the law enforcement realm is when people go after these administrations, what do we see happen during the court case? 
They go after them in their official capacity. Yeah. Well, I think if we started holding administrators and said, look, you're not only going to be liable in an official capacity, you are going to be liable individually as well. Yeah. I think you would see leaders start stepping up, and I think you would start seeing some of these political appointees back off. Wow. Nick, Nick, I, I agree with you. Thanks so much for giving us a call. we got to go to break. Uh, thanks so much for listening as well. Um, he's right. He's right. He's right. Mitchell, David, I promise. When we come back from break, I'll take your calls. Mitchell, I'm taking you last. You long-winded. We'll be right back. We now return to Black and White on AM560. The answer. Here's John Anthony. Welcome back to Black and White Radio. There he is, Marvin himself. Uh, I want to get right to this because we got a couple of calls and I want um, to ask Dennis a couple of questions. But, Vilan, this is for you. That's all, folks. <laughs> you know what I want to ask for? I thought of something. I said, so- wait, wait, I got to go to the call. Oh, Hold on. Let's, let's go to David. David, thanks so much for holding. Hi, guys. I have to put my vote in here between Marvin Gaye and George Michael. Yeah. Uh, make your choice. Here, let me give you a sample. What's going on? Oh, there it is. Okay. <laughs> okay. My man. Hold on. Sample number two. Wake me up before oh, you no, go. No, no. You got to go back to Wham. Yeah. <laughs> you could have picked a better okay. song than Wham. All right. We only got a few more minutes. David, what's going on? Uh, <laughs> uh, all right. So, so, so the, uh, the um, raid is, um, in my opinion, this is orchestrated near the top because part of the reason for the raid, the timing of it specifically, was a distraction. It, it happened like three days before the one-year anniversary of, of Biden's biggest military failure. Yeah. Probably, you know, probably one of the biggest military failures in modern history, the withdrawal from Afghanistan. And then, um, like, about... Nine days later, we had the Tada bill. Tada! School dead. <laughs> Where'd he go? What happened? Did uh-huh. we lose him? Yeah, I guess so. Oh, sorry about that. Oh, what? okay. Sorry about that. Uh, let's go to Mitchell. David, call back. Mitchell. Hey, what's going on there, guys? Um, first of all, last time I checked, we pay property taxes for the police to serve and protect. It because of these new policies. Like Verlaine said, back to 2020, even back to 2016, they have given direct incentives for criminals to get away with murder. No pun intended. Okay, we're giving direct incentives for criminals to do whatever they want yeah. with no, with no, with not being held accountable for their actions. And it's starting not just on the adult level, but you have it all over these schools. Okay, so it's not just Chicago proper; it's all over the state of Illinois. So the firewall protection is basically faltered because these radical Democrats like Pritzker and uh, Lori Leftfoot and all these other idiots that don't understand about law and order. It's becoming what I call the barbarians at the gate. Yeah. And let me just leave you here, Daddy-O. Okay? <laughs> Strong fences make great neighbors. Jamie Pritzker, you're fired. <laughs> Daddy-O, thanks so much, Mitchell. Daddy- <laughs> uh, Dennis, we got about a minute and 50-some seconds left. Um I know we didn't get into too much about your campaign. You, you know, you always welcome me to come and, and talk about that. Um, but in, in a minute, why should the people vote for Dennis Rebelletti in this upcoming election to go down to Springfield to represent them? Well, you know, John, I had a, a, a loved serving in the General Assembly, uh, ended up coming back home, 
and got so angry uh, throwing shoes at my TV wasn't going to cut it anymore. <laughs> watching the state fall apart, watching my son go out of state where it's cheaper for him to go to Florida State University than it is to go to U of I. Uh, hearing that U of I has only 55% of students from the state. Uh, watching the, well, one person, not one party rule, John, watching actually one person yeah. rule and not be held accountable. Uh, it was enough, and, and enough is enough. And, yeah. and I said, well, I'm going to step up one more time. Uh, that was a conversation I had with my wife. Uh-oh. Uh, she, uh, you know, that's a, that's a lot to ask for somebody. Oh, yeah. And you, you know how it is on the family. Yes. But uh, she understood. Uh, and, and I just the Safety Act, I think, was the, the icing on the cake yeah. for me. You know, these are the bills we used to be able to stop, John. That's right. And now when you see public safety, which is the number one job of the state of Illinois, it's just being cast aside and nobody cares. I felt I had to step up. I think I have the right background and the temperament yeah. to do that. Your opponent voted uh, for that, right? She did not vote at all, oh. John. Oh, mm. so the coward's way. Safe vote. She's not voting. Yeah. Not uh, voting, John. Dennis wow. Ravaletti, thanks so much for joining us today. Troublemaker, you caused a lot of trouble, but you know I always appreciate it. It had to happen. I would have exploded. Yeah. To Kevin, I'm going to tell you, I'm Kevin Coyne, good to meet you. Hold on, hold on. To Kevin Coyne. Likewise. Kevin Coyne, thanks so much for joining the show today. Um, it was a great show, I thought. YouTube, crowd, thank you. Rumble, thank you. Guess what, guys? I will be in studio next week. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.